Mr. A here, saying, how y'all doing? Yo! Are you ready to rumble? Or should I say tumble? Cause I don't stumble or bumble like a Craig O'Brien combo. Standing on the ground, flat feet first. Coming worms and turns, and I'm doing it on my turns. Welcome to the Rumble. We are back and better than ever, helping you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. We don't want you sucker punched, so we're here each and every week helping you keep your guard up. I am Jeremy Lavelle with Remedy Claims Consulting. I'm at Claims Coach on Instagram and TikTok, and they just call me the mouth of the south. And alongside of me is our very special guest, whom I am very excited about, Miss Jessica O'Dell of Public Service Adjusting and the breaking, the breathtakingly beautiful, the stimulatingly stunning, the one, the only baby cakes, Miss Donna Lavelle. How is everybody doing today? Good. Good. Awesome. Not bad. Awesome. I'm super excited about this show. I, I cannot tell you. I have. I, I didn't want to wait the one week because when we were originally trying to get um, Jessica on here, just do you like Jessica or Jesse? Jesse or Jess. Jessica kind of sounds formal. It very, I, don't, I don't know. It just kind well, of sounds stuffy. Okay. So, uh, Jess, so when we were trying to get Jess Je- or Jesse, Jess or Jesse, when we were trying to get Jess on the show, we were kind of going back and forth on Messenger and we found a topic and I didn't think we were going to shut up about it. And I finally said, man, I was, <laughs> I did not want to wait the amount of time for the schedules to kind of line up. But here we are. And I am so happy that uh, that you've come on. Welcome to the Rumble, Jess. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, on. thanks I'm, for I'm having me, guys. I'm outnumbered now. Yeah, well, you are. <laughs> now I'm outnumbered. Yep. There we go. Well, I'm probably more than enough for anybody. Yes, so that's you're like three people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Especially according to the bathroom scale. Oh my god. There we go. So that's out there. So Donna, tell us uh, kind of what's going on in the world. Uh, do you have any kind of like fun things that you want to share with us? Yes, I do. Okay. I have fun facts. Today is... Shit. <laughs> I just lost it again. Hang on. Every time I click on it, it goes away. Okay. Today is July 19th. It is the 200th day of the year, and we only have 165 days left until the end of the year. Um, today is National Stick Your Tongue Out Day. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and it's Daiquiri Day, which I get. I get that. What hey, day? I think we can all get behind that one. Every day is Daiquiri Day. Um, let's see. Did you know that... Um, on this day in 1941, Tom and Jerry made their first named appearance in the Midnight Snack, where they were previously called Jasper and Jinx. Oh, yeah, really? Yep. I did not know that. That's interesting. Did you like the newer Tom and Jerry or the, the original, the older one? I liked the older. There were two older ones. Yeah. There were two older ones. I didn't like the one, but I liked the other one. I didn't like the one where it was like a variety show. That was terrible. Oh. Are you old enough to remember that, Jessica? Jesse? Jess? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I was born in 82, so it kind of depends. I might have been right on the cusp of you, the... Yeah, you were probably... Yeah, 10 years younger. I, think, I would still would have been on, but I mean, 
cartoons got really interesting in the 90s, right about the time you were, you know, the late 80s, the early 90s. That's yeah, where it got be, really They became made for adults, and kids had no idea. They just were laughing about it, and adults were laughing about some of the stuff. Remember, the 90s brought us the Simpsons. Yes. We were laughing for a completely different reason than the kids were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I want to think who, you know, is it Matt Groening? Is that, is that how yes, you pronounce Matt it? Matt Groening, I think. Um, man, what a comedic genius. That that was that was that's that's a great cartoon. But Tom and Jerry showed up yes. on this day back in nineteen forty whatever. Nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. And that's all I got. That's all you got, huh? Yep. Okay. Well, so we had Tom and Jerry in World War Two. So yes. there's there's that. I mean I mean I, I, I can't I can't tell you enough. Um, how excited I am that at least we had some cartoons to watch while we were uh, fighting the Japanese. Uh, yes, Thomas. there we go. I, I look at the junk our kids watch on the on the iPads. You know, whether it's TikTok oh, or, or YouTube Shorts or whatever. It's I keep telling them. I was like, what? What are you even entertained by? These people are idiots. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's no storyline. You're learning nothing. There's no story. There's half of it's not even funny. My IQ I, drops I I when so I walk through the room. You. My stuff's funny, and well, I do watch a lot of stupid TikToks. So, well, guys, um, I, we have got a really cool show that's um, it's about raising um, awareness about the public adjusting profession. Um, while we will probably concentrate a little bit on some business development, I think the idea here is just letting the public know who we are. These topics are going to be discussed in three different rounds. Those rounds will be 15 minutes each. When you hear this sound, you know that the round has begun. And when you hear this sound, you know that the round is over. Um, guys, if you hear anything funny or anything cool, it is probably not me. It is certainly baby cakes over there doing all the twisted and tweaking. So make sure you drop your comments in there and let her know how funny you think she is because she makes us look cool each and every week. Guys, follow me on TikTok. I'm ready to dive into this because round one starts right after this. Public adjusters, listen up. It's Jeremy Lavelle, owner of Remedy Claims Consulting, host of the Rumble, and most importantly, your claims coach. Public adjuster training is one of the hardest things to find. Sure, you can take some online seminars, you can show up to conferences, but none of them tailor training just for you until now. Whether you need to learn how to estimate, scope, negotiate, or prospect, I can help you drill down on the skills you want to develop. Maybe you're just starting out and you need to learn the claims process from a to Z, or you're just wanting to help are you just wanting help on strategy on a specific claim? I can help you find the traction you were looking for and learn how to truly control the narrative in the ever-changing world of claims. You can reach out to me directly at 888-596-8772, or you can find me on the web at remedyclaims.com and just click Get Started. That's 888-596-8772 or remedyclaims.com and click Get Started. You can even shoot me an email at jeremy at remedyclaims.com that's j-e-r-o-m-y at remedyclaims.com it's time to move your career to the next level round one social media <laughs> forgot where we started round one social media super genius so when it comes to raising awareness jess I think social media is the very first available thing that 
really comes to mind really with anybody trying to raise awareness about any business. But the public adjusting community has a lot of it seems to be like a very active social media presence, whether it's on, you know, forums or whatever the case may be, Facebook and then all of the different videos we have. And I know that you're pretty involved in them. What do you think about that social media thing and how did you kind of plug into that? I, I like social media for engaging in conversation rather than kind of presenting some sort of sales pitch like or, or that we can work miracles. Um, I, I like using social media as a means of connecting with an individual. They're in their comfort space. I'm in my comfort space, you know, whatever. But it, it allows us to not just say this is what we do, but it, it allows us to say, you know, tell me your story. What, what, what damage have you, have you, you know, experienced what what happened when the storm came through or or just you know when that pipe burst you know just walk me through what what happened and then you know where how did you get to where you're at now and and what has what is your pain point or pain points and and I like using social media to use that opportunity to provide like free tips and tricks and to help them yeah. without feeling like there's an obligation yeah I'm- um I think all too often there's 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 a sense of okay well if i reach out to somebody they're going to sales pitch me and they're going to have you know i got to sign with them or they got to you know commit to something and and i think that's we have an ability right at the tip of our fingertips to reach into somebody's living room or or their workplace or wherever and just have conversation and to give give the tips and tricks like a friend would you make for you know make a friend well, you know, it's it, and the other thing is, is like, let's let's get away from and I think I opened this up with the different forums. And the re- only reason that I brought up our community forums, that is an open discussion, whether it's about this claim or that claim or this carrier or that carrier. I think the activity of social media and being aware of it there, because there's a whole lot of things that go on on social media. Like I remember one of the very first claims that Donna and I, you know, worked together, it was because she was just scrolling through her social media feed, not really trying to do anything on, not trying to do anything at all as far as promote the business or anything. She was just doing her morning scroll and coffee kind of thing. And she sees a friend of hers that her gutter had backed up into her house and, and, and she had video and everything and Donna was Johnny on the spot and, 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 and sent her like a Facebook message or I don't know if you put a comment in or it was a, it was a PM. you just, yeah, you just sent her a private message on messenger or whatever. So, I mean, so she reaches out to there, we show up, I take a look at thing. It is not the worst loss in the world, but essentially we go out and um, we handled this loss for her. And I, you know, that that loss is actually very specific in my head because it was the very first one that I used the proof of lock, the proof of loss packet on it. And this is before I had heard anything from Cal Spoon or even knew who he was. It was that sort of it was sort of that concept and idea. I was like, wait a minute. What if I like just sent everything in? all at one time and i in at the beginning where where we filed the claim for yeah we got to file the claim for we you know had all the documentation the carrier was completely unaware of what was going on and believe it or not and uh believe it or not we sent this in the adjuster never came and inspected it paid it completely and totally right off of my proof of loss pack a week later a week later and that claim was done yeah and and so 
and that's social media. So, and I love because one of the things people love to do, if you're watching your social media feed and you're a public adjuster or you're a contractor that's listening to this show, you know what I'm talking about. You're scrolling through and all of these people who don't know anything about hail claims or tornadoes, they will start pulling tennis balls and golf balls out and measuring them against the hailstone. You know what you I mean you see this a lot right Jess I mean so tell me about some of the things have you pulled any just random business just off the social media feed have you has that ever happened to you Uh I Yes actually it has um it, but what I do is I try to engage down in the comments first to see if I can't generate conversation with a few individuals Sure and then go over to the private messaging and, and be a little bit more serious if it seems, you know, you kind of got to judge the temperature of the waters, right? Right. Um, and, and then see who's actually in need of help and who might, you know, be willing to have a little bit more conversation with you. Um, but yeah, it, it does, it does happen. And um, yeah. it's the kind of the same with like the next door apps or, or those, you know, community based pages, mm-hmm. you know, a little hailstorm came through or some high winds or something just came through and everybody's griping and complaining about how everything just got trashed and whatever. And you can, you can just reach right out through the next door app and yeah. start generating conversation. You really, and I think that's the idea because the idea here is not to close a sale. The idea is to raise awareness of what you can yes. help people with. And the I and and so one of the things that I do is I'm there to answer questions about. Does anybody have any questions about how to file an yep. insurance claim? And that's really what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just there to answer questions. I remember during the freeze, it's like, hey guys, if y'all, I yep. actually did a full conference call during the freeze. There was like a a small group of people that just had questions about insurance claims and how all of this worked and whether or not their plumbing bill would be covered because they heard that their plumbing bill wouldn't be covered. I said, well, generally, if your pipe breaks, no, it's not. But in this case, if the pipe broke because it froze, then yes, it is covered. And so I got into and, you know, and helping them understand their policy. And and I think that that is one of the great things as we see. I just I I don't know why it catches my eye, but anytime somebody's got some kind of claim and I am just scrolling through my friends list, I've got a friend in North Carolina. Um, just moved there, and after he moved, he installed his washer, uh, his washer and dryer, and his washer blew up on him. You know, brand new washer had it delivered. His washer <laughs> blew up on him, wrecked his brand new home. <laughs> he hadn't lived there more than twenty minutes, and That's so what he gets for moving away. Well, yeah, and and he, but he had moved from Oklahoma, so I can't oh, really blame him yeah. for moving to. From, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Oklahoma folks. I'm just kidding. So, and I think social media is a great place to kind of keep your eyes open, not necessarily for business development, but one of the things that helps helps us raise awareness is being there to actually help the community. I have a question. So when you go into these forums and there's usually like 50 agents in there, how do you combat them whenever they go, well, I can help you do that? And because I want to say you don't know what the hell you're, you're talking. You don't know anything about claims. Well, often, often agents are very handy when it comes to filing a claim, you know, and getting yes. the claim filed yes, that's and true. getting the information. And they can give them some general information as far as mitigating. It's like, I want to make sure that the insurance company sees this tree hanging in my living room. It's like, well, hang on a second. Those agents are kind of the first line of defense because really and truly they don't know 
most of the time a public adjuster people don't find out about a public adjuster until they're already pissed off you know and we're there to send yeah yeah desperate to actually get paid they've been underpaid for whatever reason and so I, you know, that is, that is where I look into things and I'm, as far as getting agents kind of on your side, that's one of the things I do is I go and talk with agents. Do you talk with any brokers or anything like that ever, Jess? Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit of a unique PA in that I've chased hurricanes for the last four years. So the, the whole you know, establishing roots and growing from growing a community, you know, in my backyard, I'm uh-huh. just now doing with PSA this year. So, um, yes, we are now growing our Texas office. I've now linked up with, you know, the Marshall Texas chamber of commerce. I'm going to go to the one in Shreveport cause I'm 30 minutes from there and 30 minutes from Longview may even uh-huh. go all the way out to Tyler. You know, I'm going to start getting into the BNI groups. I'm going to start, you know, pushing that out because, Yes, now we're going to grow it. And I get to stay here <laughs> because sure. previously I've been living in Louisiana and Florida. <laughs> right. I and Look, and I get that. I really get that. Did you use social media much? If So like if you're chasing, what was the first hurricane you went and chased as a public adjuster? Laura. Laura. So that was down in Louisiana. So not too far from where you are there in Marshall. Guys, yeah, for those like- of you who don't know where Marshall is, it is absolutely on the border of Louisiana and Texas. It is just west of Shreveport. And so, I mean, it sits like right on the right on the border of Louisiana and Texas. Fun fact right. about Marshall, there is a movie about it where their, That's right. their basketball team. Was it their basketball? Football. Their football team. Almost we are Marshall. Them. That's yeah. right. Almost everybody died in a plane crash. Is that is that from Marshall, Texas, or is that Marshall University? Marshall, Texas. I thought that was Marshall. Uh, I'm not sure about the basketball team. Anyway, the, there there is a football movie called We Are Marshall, right? And that is I, Marshall, Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I I wasn't you sure. Know, Texas and our football touchdown. Yeah, we love our football. That's a fact. So, um, I um uh, I I I know that when we you know chasing hurricanes, you've got to get in there and you've got to get in there quick. And I think. When you're doing that, that I mean, did you do did you do a lot of canvassing there to raise awareness? So yeah, it was it was that? mostly just show up and be present. We actually didn't spend a dime on marketing at all, and uh-huh. we had hundreds of claims come in. You show up, you 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 are present. Is, is if you're at one house and doing an inspection, and you're I mean, you're there for three hours if you're doing the right thing and documenting the loss inside and out. You're there for three hours. So and then the neighbors start talking. And then those neighbors start talking. And the next thing you know, you've got the whole block or, or the whole neighborhood. Um, and, and then the, that gets out to the church and that gets out to the, you know, the, the nail salon and the hair salons. And it, I mean, it just spreads like wildfire after, at that point. So were you down there solo or were you working under a different no. firm? I mean, what, what, so, how did you um, work So uh, Complete Adjusting Services is based out of Baton Rouge. Um, Big Mo, Mario Berlou, uh, bless his heart, may he rest in peace. Uh, my, my, my older brother, I never got to have is what I used to call him. Um, he had started the company, um, and in its infancy wanted to bring me on to help grow it. Um, and, and so I was his, basically his chief of ops. We, we just took it from three people to 13 people in a few months and took on Hurricane Laura. And, um, it, it was just, like I said, largely word of mouth being present. Um, it also helps when you have a big personality like Big Mo, you know, to yeah. <laughs> everybody knew Big Mo from New Orleans all the way out to, to Houston, Texas. I mean, everybody knew Big Mo. Um, so that did help. 
but yeah, that's, that's, that was my first hurricane. And it was, I mean, we were taking on claims, drinking through a fire hose. It was great, man. I, I, I have worked, I have worked, I have obviously worked hurricane during hurricane Laura. I actually handled about 90, about 90 different properties. And I think all total, it was only like five or six actual claims, but they were commercial rental rental uh policies right. and, it, and it was 90 different properties i'm going to tell you no matter if it was only five claims it felt like 90 claims by the time we were done with that because they were full guts and yes and, and i and, you know when you're out there and you're going to do this and i mean it, and that's a great place for new public adjusters to go if they're really kind of wanting to get no pun intended their feet wet but but it is it is not for the faint of heart because the destruction yeah. is so heavy. And I think I think a lot of people learned that with with Ian, you know, and yeah, and we had we had 21 days of no electricity out there at Lake Charles trying to there at Laura yeah. investigate claims day yeah. in and day out. No electricity. I mean, we were topping off on gas an hour, hour and a half outside of the zone uh-huh. just to get into the zone. I mean, you were packing, you know, tons of water. You know, little tuna packets. I mean, we were all eating out of our trucks and <laughs> on to the next house. Did you but have it was a trailer? Great. I wouldn't change it. Did you have a trailer or did you have to drive in? What did you have to do to as far as uh, initially we had to drive in because it was just there was too much destruction and devastation and mm-hmm. there was not really anywhere we could stay. And and since Mo and the company was based out of Baton Rouge, we we just felt it was wasn't too too bad to just drive. And then eventually we were we were able to find a rental and, and establish some corporate housing there. Well, I, it, it's never easy. It's never easy. I, and I personally, I mean, cause I am not in a hurricane area personally, you know, and, and really neither are you. And I no. have, I yeah. have not, I'm hail. Yeah. We're hailstorms up here. That's yeah, it. Right. That's, yeah. And our catastrophe season <laughs> roof only claims. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. And, and Donna, like Donna says, roof claims will hurt your feelings. They, yes. they, they will, they will challenge yes. every part of you. Um, They'll make you want to quit. They, it will daily. Yes, they do. They, um, they will sometimes make you want to quit. And our catastrophe the, season the are ridiculous. Our catastrophe season is kind of like the direct opposite of hurricane season because hurricane season starts in June right. and it doesn't really ramp up and kick off until late August, early September. Right. And we're looking at things like with the freezes and we're working, you know. And so one of the things that I would say if you're wanting to get people to be aware of who you are is when you have these isolated events that are not necessarily huge jump on events like a hurricane when you have these isolated events social media is a great place to kind of Mm -hmm. you know establish a presence but don't go out there going we can get you more money than you've ever seen coming and that kind of thing just answer questions and that's how you raise awareness and when you raise awareness and people are aware of who you are things get a whole lot um a whole lot easier for you so do you have any final thoughts there on that social media thing? It is. I mean, honestly, just social media is not my favorite thing, even though I do podcasts and occasionally you'll see me do videos. I am not Mr. Social media. I have gone into social media <laughs> kicking and screaming. I had to force him. Oh, I, it's just there, not my favorite. A lot, thing. I've noticed, especially on the business owner side, I've noticed that a lot. Um, and I think also some of us that are older, and kind of remember what life was like before social media. Yeah, it is it is a struggle. It feels like an invasion of personal privacy, whatever. And 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 you know, who wants to be social? We have business, we have work to do. But I will tell you, engaging with audiences and and raising the awareness versus just trying to do a sales pitch. That raising the awareness 
will come back around. It will, the return on investment will happen for you because people are going to start seeing your name and your face over and over and over. They will connect with you. I can't tell you how many times I'll go to a conference thinking I'm not going to know anybody. I'll just chill at a table off to the side or something. As soon as I walk in, people are asking me about my chickens, the Barnuminium build, the, I mean, all of this stuff. And I'm like, I don't just don't think people ever pay attention to my social media page but they do. Everybody wants to connect. So why not use it? I think we should as business owners, as, as, as second in command, as chief of ops, like leadership in general, it shouldn't just be the, the younger staff or the younger PAs or the younger estimators. It, we should be leading by example as well. Put in the time because the return on investment is there. Absolutely. I'm not even going to add to that. I'm just going to leave it at that. So if you've got a couple of extra minutes, hit the rewind button and listen to that again, because that was awesome. Guys, we're going to get into round two because it starts right after this. One of the most difficult claims you can work is a contents claim. It requires extreme detail and significant documentation. Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services is the expert you need on your side. She will handle on-site evaluation, inventory, photo documentation, pricing, and overall contents claim organization. She will work with your team beginning to end so you can focus on the rest of the claim. Do your client a favor and call Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services. You can reach her at 515-783-1434. That's 515-783-1434 or find her on the web at monarchclaimservices.com. Round two, networking. Now, networking is, I'm going to let you go first because I'm, I'm interested to kind of hear what kind of how you're, how you're kind of diving into this, but I'm going to tell you that is solely my, my, my single most, that is what I use for business development. I do not advertise. I don't do anything. I just simply use networking, but tell me a little bit about some of the groups that you've been involved in and what you have found there. Um, so I definitely have to give credit to, uh, our company's owner, Tina Navhan. She is the one who has really, she and Christina um, Muha, who is our uh, senior PA, the two of them have really helped me understand the importance of starting within the community and working outward. Because again, I was just running around all over the, the whatever, chasing hurricanes. It's, it's very, very different versus you live here. This is in your backyard. How do you network locally and build that out? So the two of them have, have really led by example in this. They So first and foremost, they sign up with the Chamber of Commerce. Don't just sign up, but show up to their meetings. Now, what I've learned uh, the hard way is after attending the ones out in Florida where very people are very, very active, there are lots of people in attendance. They're very consistent. They're at you know the same couple places every week, same time, same bad time, same bad channel, all that good stuff, right? People show up. Um, the one out here um, and, and I imagine in some other places where it may not be as robust or as developed or, or longstanding or whatever, sure. whatever the case yeah. may be. It's not, there's some that are not going to be going populated. To be. Yeah. Right. But having recognized that maybe some of the local chamber of commerce might not be that strong. Now I kind of feel motivated to go, but why, what, where, what is their struggle? 
maybe they need help. Maybe they need some other leadership as well. So again, it's not just getting into it as, as a, as a means of, well, here's my business. How can my business help your business? But now I'm coming in with this other mindset of, okay, I keep seeing and hearing these negative things about our chamber of commerce. Like now I feel motivated to try to turn that around and, and use some of my military leadership and, and some other, you know, means of leadership to, to maybe kind of turn that around. And, and then it's, I'm turning it around from a different perspective, not just from a, how, you know, how can my business benefit from your business? Um, now it's more, how can we keep the chamber of commerce up and growing and getting stronger and being perceived as a strong, you know, worthy, you know, community to join, um, BNI groups. That's something that's very new to me too. That's, uh, and I've, Jesus, I can't remember what BNI stands for. Business Networking Initiative. I don't remember what the I stands for. Thank you. Okay. okay. International. Um, so I've been looking into that. And now I see that over in Shreveport, there are a ton of different chapters over in Longview. There are in Tyler. like all Because that's that's kind of where I'm starting right now with this, this local networking and building that out. Um, it's right along the I-20 corridor. But... Now, now I'm kind of just in this infancy of, okay, now I got to figure out what are the differences between each one of these chapters and which one would have maybe a roofer and us, you know, a, a realtor, um, you know, maybe an attorney, you know, what stuff like that in there. Sure. Um, um, churches, getting involved in churches, real estate groups, conferences, I kind of struggle with. I'm still kind of thinking, you know, how how in the world does that help raise awareness to our target audience? It helps us network amongst an industry, but I, I kind of want to look at getting outside of those traditional conferences and, and getting Amen. connected. I, Get, you I, know what I mean? Look, I'm, we all like to hang out where it's safe, right? Where, yeah. where, where when what we're trying to explain what we do makes sense to whoever it is that we're talking to. I yeah. get it. I get it. There is some you value. Know, there is some value to go into conferences because a lot of times, you know, for every public adjuster, especially in Texas, for every public adjuster, I've actually looked this statistic up. There are 1,276,000 roofing companies. Um, I actually made that. <laughs> there probably are more. It sounded fabulous. <laughs> Most of them were established like yesterday. And and they're a they're a really good sales force. Now there's some pitfalls there to using um, roofing because a lot of roofers canvas. You know, um, they create that urgent immediate need um, for right. assistance and and help. And they help a lot of people. Um, I say by and large, I'm going to be optimistic here. Help a lot of people out with some sor sort of claim protocols. Although I will right. say they do. Roofers are not allowed to advise you on a claim. They're not even sure. allowed to advise you on whether or not you should file a claim. You know, um, I, I, and I don't, so you want to be careful. You want to talk to a claims professional. If you cannot find a public adjuster in your area, I would encourage you to reach out to your agent. If you have questions about filing a claim and you're not a licensed insurance professional and you happen to be listening to the show, most people listen to the show are public adjusters, but contractors are not allowed to advise on a claim. Now, I know that it happens every single day, multiple times a day, and there's no real sort of dog at watch there, if you know what I'm saying, to kind of police whether that happens. And by and large, I would say roofers can tell you whether or not you should file a claim. I think that that's, I mean, it's pretty fair understanding 
Uh, they right. have a pretty fair understanding on what's available there, but there are so many different policies right. that you've got to be careful. I cannot tell you the number of people who have an ACV roof policy. A roofer told them, oh, yeah, file a claim. And it's not that yep. it's not a covered full loss. It's just it, it's just that there's no full replacement cost for it because they have an ACV policy or a predetermined de depreciation schedule within their policy. And now the roofer is in a position and he can't get, and the first thing they do is call a public adjuster. It's like, Oh no, what do I do? How do we get more money out of this? Is there any way we can make a window screen cost $8,000? You know, right. those kinds of questions. So <laughs> one of the, a conference I thought would, would be interesting to try. I have not tried one, but like some kind of conference where there's a lot of disaster management professionals present. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. So, and, and then maybe see if we, we couldn't, you know, a PA couldn't get in there and, and be a speaker, you know, and, and, t and speak a piece about, okay, disaster has struck. You are face to face with people who need help beyond just, I need water and food, but now their property is severely damaged. They don't know that they have options. Half of these people don't know that public adjusters exist, the, the disaster right. management leadership. Um, like uh, a, another great networking source would be your local police chief, your local fire chief, right? Uh -huh. Anytime yes. there's a fire. You know, just talking to those guys, developing a relationship with those folks, providing them the help and the helpful tips and tricks that they can then pass on to people as they're out there trying to help on the front line so that if they need to come back and, and bring a, bring in a PA, they can say, Oh yeah. Oh no, I know one. I, yeah. They talk to me all the time. Right. I firmly believe that that's really the best person to call. If you're not sure if you have a claim, I really think, and if the PA is a good PA, he will advise you through the claim. He'll make sure he doesn't hurt the claim. You know what right. I mean? And 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 help you and give you the steps to prove the loss and leave the option if you would like to employ their services to help you prove the loss. But I think right. the the job of the public job number one of the public adjuster is to explain to them these are your duties after the loss. These are the things that you do. And yes, it is a pain in the ass, and that's why I do this for you. You know, and but if you don't want me to do it for you and you want to tackle this on your own, these are the things that you have to do. So. I, I have a challenge for folks, um, and I, I say this in every time every time I speak to a lead or somebody that says they might need some help, the first thing I say out loud, and I say it to them for, for their own comfort, but for myself too, to remember how to phrase my wording. Not every insurance claim needs a public adjuster. Amen. Yep. But Amen. every claim needs thorough documentation and education on the policy. That's exactly right. Boy, you say that even to yourself out loud, your yes. approach to the conversation with your lead now becomes disarmed or, or the, the wall comes down or that, that sales pitchy tone goes away. Like it, it really does. It changes the way you engage right. this person and that person perceives you here at remedy claims. One of the things that we say is we take claims based on their merit. Yes. You know, and, Ooh, and generally, nice. yeah. And so we have a very clear meritocracy that's in place on how we take claims. And number one, before I really take a claim and offer my services, I like to see that it's somewhere between seven to 10 times the deductible. 
you know, and so if I don't think that that claim is going to reach seven to 10 times the deductible, it is probably something that we just need to walk through, walk, walk them through the process. I have often taken claims pro bono when it falls below that seven to 10 threshold. At one point in time, I even figured out an algorithm on how to, how to, how to how to figure out whether or not a claim should be taken just based on numbers they need to get um, at least half of of um what is it yeah because it does it needs to make yeah, sense basically, all I mean, yeah right i mean because they need 50 percent of the acv Starting in work. order to get the work started because if the contractor is approaching it like a retail job which i wish most of them would you know if they're approaching it like a retail job it is reasonable to say that they're going to need 50 percent down to get the work started you know, and and that's where we kind of want them to land is we want them to have 50 percent of the cost of the job up front so that they can get the work started. And so, I mean, there's there's a lot there. We do take claims based on their merit. And that's what you've got to do. And I think networking, I, I'm a member of a group called Master Networks is is the name of the group. It is a much smaller organization than um than than BNI, it is a but it's very similar to BNI in that it has like exclusive mm-hmm. seats. Um, you're not going to run into a lot of public adjusters at any networking meeting you go to, and so you're going to be just about the only public adjuster in the room if you decide to show up to one. Right. But I, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're a solo, if you're a solopreneur, you're the only um, person that's working in your in your firm. You're judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak. That room is not just full of a, a lot of potential clients that know a lot of potential clients, but it's also full of a lot of resources, whether you need yes. video editing, whether you need <laughs> yes. social media help, because right. if you're like me and you hate social media, you need some kind of help, um, help getting a website put together, help finding health insurance for yourself and what that looks like. That's right. I mean, it is full of a ton of resources. So there's a lot of reason to get in there well, and, and, and most- structuring your business correctly. And, and yes, I mean, there's all, all kinds too? of benefits Man. to show up. Um, yes. uh, the good yes. ones will have some sort of educational training that's attached to it. I know that a lot of chambers of commerce do that as well, but that's one of the things that you want to look at. And there is actually, Donna, what is the name of that website? When we very, when we first started networking, you went to a website and was it on, is it meetups, meetups, meetups. meetups.com. Yeah. And you can, if you go to meetups.com, you'll find a lot of networking meetings, whether it's chambers of commerce, um, different ones that you can find those area, those, those sorts of things that are going on network business, networking meetings. There's also a lot of homogenous groups. Like if you're a golfer, you can find a lot of people who like to play golf on Saturday and you know what, not a bad place to go. You know what I mean? If you just have a particular interest and you show up and it's like, well, today I'm a golfer, but every other day I'm a public adjuster. And you know, if you want to know what we do, You know, and that's we really are in a people centric industry. It is very, very people centric. And 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 I mean, we one of our core values is is people. The first one. Yeah, the the very first is is we are about people. And I know that there's a lot of really good public adjusters out there, ones that chase hurricanes and, and, and serious events. One that pops to mind is Cal Spoon. He shows up and he doesn't sell a single claim for the first two weeks he's there, or at least tries not to, I don't think. Um, right. He, he right. spends a lot of time. He serves people. the community. He spends a lot that's of right. time, you know, making sure that he serves the community. And that's really what your job number one is, especially in one of those events. That's one of the things that you want to do. And so, 
Um, but these network, they will, they will give you an opportunity not only to have training, but it will let you tell your story that'll let you practice sort of your little eight to 10 minute sales pitch. And you're, you know, kind of like your, your living room pitch that you might have with somebody and explain to them what a public adjuster is. And remember, I think in my networking meeting, I learned that people have somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 contacts in their phone. Okay. I've heard so of something like got, that too. Yeah. If you've got 20 people in there that listen to what you're saying, you are literally talking to 4,000 people and what a great way to raise awareness and all the, and look, you are going to get calls for somebody who rear ended somebody at a red light. You know what I mean? And that's not really what we do. One, it's liability and two, it's auto. Um, but look, if a, if a, if a, if a Bentley got wrecked, I'd have a conversation with the guy, you know what I mean? Like if a Bentley right? got hit by a hail, hailstorm, I, I would sit down and talk to that, that auto claim. Um, you know, there's the people will end up calling you on a lot of different insurance things, but they will trust you. And so networking is a great way to raise awareness. I love kind of how Jess put it. You expand your network by just Going and building relationships, whether it's with the police chief, the fire department, and and you know, don't be the guy that just shows up to, to drop off a business card. Be the guy that shows up to drop That's off right. donuts, the galachis, and be a resource to these guys. Establish yourself as a resource in the community, and it's a great way to absolutely build a network. You want to tie anything up there, Jess? I was going to say, I, I remember reading a book where um, somebody was talking about how to grow your network locally. One of the things that it was saying was, you know, go be that Santa Claus, go volunteer to be the Santa Claus at the mall or at, you know, your, your town squares, Christmas event or whatever, uh, be by being present at other people's ribbon cuttings is another example by being present at community events, just in and of itself, being present you 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 build that trust and people automatically will well they will just naturally ask the question what is this what is it they do again is that a doctor is that an attorney is that oh no it's a public adjuster a what what's a public adjuster it they generates the conversation right? <laughs> it yeah does. right now yeah, we're all gonna get a bad name anyway <laughs> <laughs> so many people are scared of the word adjuster. I think it's I think it's so funny. Um but um yeah, I go to one every week, you know, and we have tons of ribbon cuttings and we have we have lots of different events that we can show up. And I think the interesting thing that you brought up there and I just kind of want to tie this on before we get into round 3. Um, is charity events, man, uh, we have got somebody mm -hmm. that we do business with yes. that does like a lab rescue and she goes to a food truck, uh, a food truck yard, um, you know, like once a year and they do a big thing on lab rescues around the holidays, the food pantries, those sorts of things. Um, yep. you never can That's tell right. who you might run into that might real, that might have an insurance claim that. And it's your chance to do some pro bono work. And if you're not doing pro bono work, then you're not doing all you can to raise awareness about what you do. Thank I mean, you. so, yes, so go get out there and do some pro bono work. It's valuable. And, and, you know, I do pro bono work all the time. I really do, especially on the smaller claims where it doesn't really, you know, warrant my, my just involvement, walk them through it. Yeah. but just to walk them through the help it built. We had people over for game night, um, just last week, um, that, uh, that I walked through in a pro bono situation. It was a, 
Jess, it was probably a $12,000, $15,000 claim. And I mm-hmm. helped them put together, you know, I wrote the estimate for them. I organized their yep. photos. And then I said, this is what you've got to do. And at the end of it all, when your contractor hands you an invoice, send that thing in with the words cost incurred written across it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's not a bid. It's paid. It's not good. Cost incurred and it is paid. So send that paid invoice in. And I think that that is a great way to raise awareness. And guys, there is one other category um, that we're going to be looking at, which I just call public forums in round three. And it could be any public forum whatsoever. But round three starts right after this. When choosing someone to help with your online marketing, make sure you go with someone that has years of experience. Our good friend Sally at Thrive has over 20 years of digital marketing experience. She can build you a beautiful 15-page sleek, interactive website, post on your social media platforms multiple times a week. She can do a video, an amazing CRM to manage and uh, maintain and nurture your clients, text, email marketing, review generation, a business listing on 60 plus search engines, including three voice networks, appointment scheduling, estimates, invoices, payment processing, and more. She will also create for you on uh, on Google, a Facebook page, in Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you need these for your businesses, she'll, she'll help you create those pages on all of those sites. If you already have these pages, she'll optimize them for you as well call or message sally today if you want to get started you can reach her at 214-789-1651 again her name is sally brigance her number is 214-789-1651 and uh, you'll also get a landing page the day you sign up when you send her a referral that signs up with her she'll credit your billing account logos are also available um and she also offers a lead generation service in seo search engine optimization where she can uh, guarantee you to appear on the first page of google or your money back it is spelled t-h-r-y-b and you can find my good friend sally brigance and that's spelled s-a-l-l-i-e brigance b-r-i-g-a-n-c-e and she can be reached once again at 214-789-1651 Round three, public forums. This can be anything. If you have an HOA, go to your HOA meeting. If you have, um, you know, again, we were talking about charities. Great place to go. Is I, I bet you do a lot of that. Have you had the opportunity to do a lot of that yet, Jess? I mean, are you trying to no, do that? No, actually, I have not. Them? I have not had a chance. Um, and again, it, it goes back to you. I've always just kind of been like at the ready around the July, August timeframe to just, you know, pack that go bag and go wherever the storm hits. So it's, I have not, this is the first year of being a PA. So I'm going on, going on my fifth year, fourth year, fifth year, um, where now I need to kind of slow down and, and put down some roots. Yeah. Right. Work at home. Um, 
and and then and then start bringing in employees so that I can still kind of go bounce around to some hurricanes that were working and I can go up to the Great Lake states where the bulk of our our company and our company headquarters is and then you know come back down to Texas you know I like that freedom to be able to travel but yeah this this concept of of setting down roots and and growing you know from right in the backyard out um, is new for me. The social media part is not new that I've, I've been enjoying being a part of forums from the get go, from a brand spanking new PA to where I'm at now. I've always been just kind of hanging around inside groups and helping out other PAs, helping out other mm-hmm. roofers, help just talking to whomever and learning from them as well. And then giving them kudos for what I, I was taught. Um, Absolutely. the, yeah. the, um, the networking part is, is newer. But I feel like I finally got you know my my feet wet and and I'm doing all right in there now. It's just kind of just oh you'll you know, be maintaining fine the presence. Yeah, it'll be maintaining <laughs> the presence. But now this public forum thing because I so I'll, I'll give you a little transparency here because I like transparency. I went to Chat GPT and I said you are a public insurance adjuster. You are trying to raise awareness to a public that has no idea your profession exists. How would you raise awareness in public forums? Because I struggle with the word, like, what what is public and for, public forums in 2023 look like? When I think of public forums, I think back in the day, it was, you know, the subway station would be of trouble. Yeah. yeah, it would, yeah, your homecoming games or whatever. Sure. Well, that did, sure. it didn't generate very good results, but it did make me think of, okay, I need to be volunteering at my kids' school games they're ball games and and you know have that that company polo or, or having that or what what is it you do again oh you're a public adjuster even Great just by idea. working the the concession stands working the concession stands everybody wants to know what you do for a living you know sponsor a team that would be a great Man. i mean because everybody's you your whole community is right there and everybody loves supporting the kids so sponsor a team, you know, th- so I, I struggle with public forums, but I did come up with those as two, two that I am definitely going to execute this year. I'm, you know, Tina's well, probably listening going, oh shit, we're about to sponsor a team. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but um, I, I, I'm definitely going to bring that up to, to company leadership. Hey, have, have we thought about this? Like, have we ever done it before? What do you think? And then I got to go do, obviously do the cost analysis behind all of that and, and present that. I want to do that first before. You know, I don't want to step on any toes or touch a bruise here, Jess. But one of the things that I think that your intention and your heart to do was incredible. And obviously, um, it was that documentary that you guys Yes, working on and you got two two videos and look man the videos that i watched were were, really good oh my god i think i I did that okay so let me tell you the the backstory of that this this gentleman uh, the, the company his name his name was storium is the name of his company his name was giorgio da vinci i should have known just by that name that something was (laughs) off um and i did i was kind of but the content he put together on so many other people and their businesses, I was like, I have to work with this guy. His talent is amazing. Basically, his business model was he wanted to take businesses and 
raise awareness about that that person's business through a docu series. So it's kind of documentary flavored in yeah. in the way that it's put together. You know, tug some heartstrings, get to the story of the business owner and how the business developed. That was his business platform. He reached out to me because he said, I, I just, you know, I just went through this. I just witnessed Hurricane Ida. This is insane. And seeing what you're doing down here and everything. He says, I want to highlight your business because you're a, you're a woman doing this in, in what seems to be a, a man you know driven industry. And, and I said, ah, uh, one, I really don't look at myself that way. I don't, I don't look at myself as, you know, be female and a male. And I, I was in the military. I'm, I'm very much desensitized by that. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the guys. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but I said, you know what though? I said, what you do with your content and how you package it and deliver it to an audience. I said, I want to use this to raise awareness of what a PA is. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to say hire me because you know, I, I have my 1099 company, right? Cause we're independent PAs. So my 1099 company name is EMP adjusters, which stands for ethical and moral public adjusters. <laughs> but so um, I said, I don't, I don't want to say hire me EMP adjusters. I, I want to say, look, when devastation hits your property, you have an option. And I teamed up with Randy Thompson, who owns Building Damage Consultants um, out of Covington, Louisiana. I teamed up with him on that hurricane because he, you know, he was a, a small man shop at the time. Now he's grown, but he needed that surge help for, for those hurricane item claims because they hit right in his backyard. And I mean, sure. overnight, the phones were ringing off. The, he had hundreds of, apple, of, of you know, people call in to, to help work the claims. So, um I teamed up with that for, for like a surge effort. And then once it got sure. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back on the speed, you know, you know, and all that stuff and things kind of settled down a little bit, then, you know, I just go on and whatever. So we teamed up on that and I asked him, I said, would you please consider teaming up with me on this? Because again, I don't, I didn't want it to be the focus is me. I wanted it to be, okay, I'm a PA, but look, here's another PA. And, and, and we're two PAs with two different companies, right? Two different logos, two different companies, everything. But we're, we're collaborating. We're working together. We, we operate in the same space for one common goal, and that is to help put people back together. So it was supposed to be a three-part docu-series, so 10 minutes each. We were promised, and, and it was in writing, that this was going to be on Amazon Prime, which was the big kicker for me. I was like, that's what I want. I want inside everybody's living room. Kind of, kind of effort, yeah. Just, just knowing that they have a PA. So when disaster strikes, go call yourself a PA. Don't have to call me. You don't even have to call Randy. Go high, Go find yourself a PA. And if you don't know, give us a call. We'll help you find one. Yeah. But it was supposed to be used as, as education, not so much to highlight a business profile. So luckily, thank you, Jesus. Randy was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. So we did. We teamed up on that and it was beautiful. We got two out of the three episodes. Unfortunately, the, the gentleman... Uh, he did actually suffer a psychotic break. And when he came out of that break, he just ran off, yeah. just completely disappeared. Yeah. Didn't finish. Um, I, I know he got a couple other people in our industry. Same thing. Didn't finish for them either. And now we're like, now I have these two beautifully done episodes and I don't know what to do with them, but we should have many more of these 
Like we right. should have PAs team up together and find somebody and say, look, the return on investment may not be big for me individually or you individually, but for us as a whole. And I really think, you know, the APA would be a great resource for that or some of these big, you know, nationwide policyholder advocacy groups mm-hmm. like, you know, let's let's raise awareness that way. I think you're you know, I think you're right. I think I mean I'm not against the idea either just throwing stuff against the wall here is doing like a GoFundMe or an Indiegogo on something like that where we could crowdfund some of these efforts. I mean, I would yes. want to vet whoever whoever's going to be doing obviously the right. filming and the editing and the story that we're going to tell, but I want people Yeah, to- that guy he he and his editor um Erica Groban, I think is her name. They're phenomenal. I feel really bad that he had his Man, break. It was and shot I, so well. I mean, and if you don't have it, so were I, we're going to get those links and they're going to be dropped down here in the uh, in, in the comments. We'll get those and we'll also post those links on the pain of the claim um, so that you can go watch them. I mean, I watched both of them. You know, kind of after after Jess and I had determined that we were going to do this, I went back and watched them again. They are so well done and they tell the story so well. And I think that there's so much more story to be told that I mean, there's there's I mean, there's different losses, whether it is a hurricane loss. Texas suffered an incredible freeze loss. And I cannot tell you the number of stories. Um, people who have suffered like the isolated incidents, like the fires, you know, I mean, it may not be catastrophe related, but it's catastrophe to them. It's a catastrophe in their world. So go Prime ahead. example, June 15th, right here in my own backyard, we got hit with the derecho. Yes. I, I was like, wait, aren't those, didn't Iowa have one of those years ago? I had to actually go look it up. I was like, what, well, what constitutes a derecho? Cause I heard the term, uh, on one of the weather whatevers and i was like really it's a derecho i mean it was bad it was really bad it was definitely straight line hurricane force winds and trees were down everywhere it looked like i was driving through well no because most of those are cat four it looked like a cat two zone easily cat two zone um but this is country we're out in the country like so people are so far spread apart and you have to drive my, you know, a mile down to your next neighbor, you know, to check on them and make sure they're okay. But they don't know. They definitely don't know that they can, they should file an insurance claim for a lot of these. You know, they try to do things themselves and they're trying to take these big trees off their houses. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, stop. <laughs> you know, um, but who would have thought that an inland hurricane through East Texas, middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of these different weather anomalies that you'll run into a derecho a microburst microbursts are strong enough to push an airliner out of the sky it happened in Dallas back in the 80s with Delta flight 98 um um it, for those of you who don't know the area basically there's a highway that runs right along the side of uh the landing strips it's uh it's 114 it's kind of where the dallas cowboys used to play football over in that area and that plane actually hit the highway so it didn't get anywhere near the runway before that pilot had miscalculated and it pushed it out of the sky i've worked uh microbursts and you'll you'll see these from time to time i mean like i worked them out in the pacific northwest where they were breaking ponderosa pines 90 foot tall like toothpick mm-hmm. and yeah. um I, just I those just, little half snaps. <laughs> they are destructive. 
And I mean, so there's all of these different sort of events that happen to people that they they are desperate and you're having and they look handling a claim requires a lot of sort of you got to be gathered you know what i mean like mentally gathered and so because when people when people's homes get destroyed i mean like there's not they're not like well we'll just go run over to the other house and stay there until this That's one right. gets fixed i mean you've got to move and you've got to move quickly. There's not a lot of time to sit and vet things. And that's the beautiful thing about a public adjuster is they have a lot of those resources, what they don't handle themselves. They have resources at their fingertips, whether it's a housing, right. uh, housing options, you know, contractors that can talk to, especially when it comes to mitigation contractors, mitigating contractors. How do I protect my, there's been a fire. How do I protect my home from every, from other people coming in? into it just to explore the fire and then they get hurt mm -hmm. your liability i mean and now you're liable right. how do i protect <laughs> these things and continue to protect myself when the most awful horrible thing has just happened to me and i still got to worry about all of this stuff too i don't even get to take a breath and worry about myself public adjusters really help those things out and Jess is right. There's a lot of organizations from the American Policyholders Association, which is their their primary their primary effort is to prosecute fraud on the insurance company side, on the insurance carrier Good point. side. Good point. Um, I mean, that's their direction. I know Jack Hanks has started a new public adjuster mm -hmm. that is right. going to raise the integrity of the of the um, of the profession as well as raise I think awareness. ppaFA would be another really good resource yeah, to reach out yes to. Um, Cal, Cal and Melanie and what does that Sean stand Hodge for I, I can't is it it's the policyholder policy association preservation I, yeah yeah PPA policyholder preservation association yeah there we go um I know that there is one called um is there you know they're very big United, on education. So yeah, United Policyholder. Um I know Sarah 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 Parker. Parker. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, she's involved in something called the United United Policyholders Association that and I know they've got mm -hmm. they've got some charity events that are coming up at this point in time. But guys, um if you're a public adjuster and you're listening to this, you know be aware that there is some help. There's some help there that can get um, that can help you raise awareness and and team up with somebody. Man, that went that quick. so fast. I can't believe that did go fast. I can't no believe lie. it's over. Um, Jess, thank you so much for joining us. Just before we go, real quick, I may have gotten the name of the people that you that you represent and help out. How do people get a hold of you? Website address? If you don't want to give your phone number, I, I completely understand. Oh, that's but good. Yeah how do how how can people out in East Texas um, find you? Yep. So it's uh, public service adjusting, um, okay. and you can find that just by googling public service adjusting. Um, and or, or find me on social media because I'm all over social media everywhere. Yes, she is. <laughs> um, or you can just shoot me an email. It's Jessica J E S S I C A at P S adjusting. So that's P as in Papa S as in Sierra adjusting dot com. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Jess, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rumble. Guys, if you have enjoyed what you heard and you like what you hear, please 
click like and subscribe and help us spread the news of public adjusting help us help other public adjusters and and uh their education because that's kind of what we're all about here and if you know somebody that you think might find this useful i encourage you to share it please share it wherever you can so we can raise the awareness of public adjusting and guys we will be back next week but in the meantime stay ready so you don't have to get ready and we will see you on the next one